Hi there, and welcome to Isometric Gaming with Perspective. This episode of Isometric is brought to you by Braintree and Ting, and we will tell you all about them later. Uh, for now, I am Steve Lubitz, and I am not joined by Brianna Wu, head of development at Giant Space Cat, because she is off uh, playing with all kinds of virtual reality cool stuff at Oculus Connect. But I am joined, uh, as always, editor at the Mary Sue, at the Mary Sue, Maddie Myers. How you doing, Maddie? I'm doing great. I was thinking today about the random order in which we introduct the hosts on this show. It's like reverse alphabetical order. Introduct? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a word. (laughs) Anyway, so like at first I was like, oh, it's alphabetical order by first name. But then no, that should be Bree, Georgia, me. But I, I don't know. Did we just pick the names out of the hat for the first show? I think it's by geographical distance. Okay. Yes. No, that that can't. I'm be just it. always last. <laughs> I just I don't know. It's so random. Anyway, I just wondered if there was a rhyme to that reasoning. There, there is as much rhyme or reason to that as anything that we do with the show. If that helps you at all. Okay. Okay. So none at all. <laughs> none at no all. No planning exactly. whatsoever. We did that the first time, and then we did it that way forever. And 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 people kept listening so we kept doing it the same way until somebody okay. tells Yeah, well there would be a listener revolt if we did it the other way. So It's just good it's just a good thing that I pronounced your name the right way the first time because otherwise like Mario I'd be pronouncing it wrong for the rest of like the last 75 episodes. That's true. That's true. I and by the way my employer is pronounced Mari Sue. So Oh, Mari Sue? Okay. Yeah. It's a me Mari Sue. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, I, I want you to go in. I don't know if you have a Skype call or anything. We like, don't. Uh, you, I mean, we have Skype meetings very occasionally. I I might bust that joke out. You, you right. can have that. That's my gift to you today. Thank you. Can you. Have that. Thank you. So we also have a psychotherapist and senior editor from imore.com, uh, Georgia Dow. How are you doing, Georgia? Oh! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? Do we need to go send whatever the the mounted version of an ambulance is in Canada over to your house, or? (laughs) Well, Bree is in here, so. Or perhaps some sort of book specialist to repair whatever (laughs) books may have been harmed in the introduction of this show. Did you throw books? I there might be a few books that might have. Yes, books are the only acceptable throwing object on this show. It's the only thing that was my best uh, Kermit the Frog impression. Okay, I thought it was Miss Piggy who breaks stuff. That's what I learned from watching The Muppets. Well, now that they're broken up, I don't know. I guess they're both probably throwing They came back. I haven't watched the new show. but They're back together? They're really changing things up. And now all of the characters' personalities have been swapped around. It's really wild. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know anything about it. I I don't know. All I know is that Fozzie the Bear does not like uh, stereotypes about bears. That's what I learned from watching that episode. That sounds good. Yeah. Powerful lessons. So... (laughs) Muppets 101. It's educational television is what it is. Yeah. So we also, so we do not have Brie with us, but we do have a fabulous guest host filling in uh, her seat. So we have a host of top four right here on this network, Relay.fm, Tiffany Armit. Welcome to the show, Tiff. Really super happy to have you. And, and And you were really polite for, you know, letting us go through all that nonsense without, without breaking in. So. Oh, I'm just uh, I'm just a polite kind of gal, I guess. <laughs> That's not gonna work. You're, you you no. gotta assert yourself on this show. You we're gotta have to slowly break her in. Jump in and correct <laughs> us because we're gonna be wrong like a lot. Mostly me, you know. Well, <laughs> Steve will be wrong, but the rest of us will also be wrong, and you're here to tell us what we're wrong about. Oh, that's excellent. that's what I'm assuming you're here to do. 
I will tell you, Tiff, that we – so we did a survey uh, recently of our listeners and your name came up as one of the most frequent people that people wanted to hear as a guest on our show. That's so awesome. Yeah. Wow. So we're, we're happy to – really happy to have you and there's a lot of people who are dying to hear you on the show. So <laughs> awesome. no pressure or anything. Well, yeah. <laughs> now only, I'm like all nervous. No pressure. They're only dying. <laughs> you are saving lives right now by being on the show oh my gosh yeah that's i wasn't prepared for this just oh exhales of relief in commutes across the planet i know i was who gonna say thought? the country but actually the survey reveals that people who don't live in america listen to the show there are people outside of america <laughs> Anyway, well, don't don't worry, because this is not going to be any more difficult than trying to nail Marco down to four video games that he likes. So oh, that's a, it's a, absolutely impossible. It, it I, I, I can't even do, you heard the show. I, I did. It was it was extremely entertaining. And your your efforts were, were valiant and if, if futile. But yeah, it's, it's always with him. It's like, OK, focus, focus. <laughs> We don't ever yeah. have that problem on this show. <laughs> I was desperately hoping that desert golfing was going to end up on the list, but it just it just missed the cut. But I don't know what his cut is. He has no <laughs> cut. Like there's no rhyme or reason. If I ask him the same question tomorrow, it'll be completely different answers. He has no <laughs> idea what's going on. <laughs> so okay. um, I guess before we before we get into and, and Georgia has a has a game that she wants to do with a game show because we haven't done one of those in a while but before we do that uh brie had some words that she wanted to share with us that she sent to us from across the interweb so i'll just play that to us now and then we can i haven't listened to this either so none of us have heard this it could be anything i listened to it enough to just know that i could play it so uh, we're all going to be surprised by whatever's coming up but Hey, everybody on Isometric. Sorry I can't be there with you this week. I'm actually out here at Oculus Connect, and we have a lot to talk about once I get back. So I'm very sorry I can't be there, but what I can do instead is uh, I'm going to be reading you some Mario fan fiction that I found on the Internet. So we're going to set this to the Wii Shop channel music. And uh, you might be able to tell it's a little bit noisy here at this airport, but, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is what you're going to get this week. So here it is, uh, the first chapter of a Mario fan fiction written by WeatherFan48, also known as Princess Nellis. Chapter one, a new evil plan. It was just another day in the Koopa Kingdom. Lava was boiling as usual, and King Bowser was sitting on his throne grumbling, like he always did. Everything in Bowser's life had been wonderful. He had his many sons, and 17 years ago, he kidnapped the beloved Queen Peach and her husband Mario from the Mushroom Kingdom and taken them prisoner. He had even managed to trick the Queen of Cosmos, Rosalina, into believing he had killed Mario and Peach when she tried to find them. He still chuckled to himself at this thought, even today. Over the years, he enjoyed all the torment and fear he had placed in Mario, locking him into a dark, empty room for days and end all time, as well as all the time that he had the presence of the wonderful Queen Peach when she had been eating at his dinner table. She was his queen, and he had her all to himself. All this was a great pleasure to Bowser. But then, everything in his happy life changed the day that stupid child of Mario's and Peach named Annabelle showed up and destroyed it all. What? Why did you need to ruin all of his fun? 
Not only did she free her parents, she had also thrown him into the molten planet and killed him. But most of all, Where's the Falcon was furious with the fact that the girl had used his son Junior so that she could free her parents. She didn't care about Junior at all, he thought, only about making sure Peach and Mario escaped. Bowser smashed his fist against the table to the right of the throne. He again recalled the battle where Annabelle used her magic and allowed him to kill her son. He could still see himself smashing his son in the face when he was after Bella, his son dying, and eventually lifeless body on the ground after the blow. Luckily for all of everyone, the universe reset itself by allowing all casualties to live again. But Bowser was still furious about his son dying the first time, as well as losing his precious Queen Peach. He had to do something. He had to have his revenge. And a devious idea popped into his head. An evil smile appeared on his face, replacing the previous scowl. Fine, he thought. I'm going to make sure that girl is going to get what she deserves. As a matter of fact, her whole family will. I'm going to kidnap that princess. When Preach and Mario notice she's gone, they'll come looking for their child. And my Coopers will lure her parents into my castle where I will trap them all together. Then they will all pay with the humiliation they have caused me. He laughed in his evil tone. Coopers, he yelled, prepare my ship. We are going to the Mushroom Kingdom. All right, isometric workers, I will be here next week on the show, probably in recording, and you will get the next chapter of this very quality Mario fanfic. Bye. Oh, man. So is Annabelle, Annabelle is a Mary Sue character. There's no Annabelle in the Mario canon that I know of, right? Oh, no, it's Isabelle who's from Animal Crossing. Oh, no, not okay. Annabelle. I don't know who Annabelle is. I think she's an invented character for the purpose of the fanfiction. I think her name was Annabelle. The, the daughter of Peach and Mario, according to that writer. Doll that goes out and kills people. It could I be. Mean, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen in part two. Possibly. I mean, there's just a lot to work with here. But my prediction is that Annabelle is an original character. That's what I think that this story is going to be about. There's just a lot of questions. And I hope nobody Googles that fanfic. And instead, <laughs> they wait patiently to find out what will happen next week. You know, this, this makes me wonder why I don't read more fan fiction of video game characters well none of you have lived and i'm glad to be the only person here who's ever read any of it that is probably well, well and you, you have to do that now. For your job so you know no i mean like <laughs> i mean like i read it in starting in middle school like all the other people of my generation did because i grew up with that culture in a way that I'm not sure you guys did. Like, did you guys grow up? No, I'm serious. Like, there's like a gap there. Because I grew up with all of my friends being on like Sonic RPG forums where people would like pretend to be Sonic characters and like say stuff in character or like write fan fiction in a in a group setting and stuff like that. And you guys, you guys aren't familiar with any of that world. Yeah, that was like a whole thing for a while, like role-playing forums. Tiff, did you ever do any of that stuff? Or am I, I had a roommate that did stuff like that, but I was a little jealous of the cool avatars they got to build, though. That is cool. Yeah, and like neat. really goofy signatures. It was yeah, a cool was, time. This was like sophomore year of college? Something? I don't know. Well, be, but I don't know how old you are, so that could be literally <laughs> any time. Oh, I'm uh, 32. Okay, so you're yeah. closer to the, my co-host Sage yeah. than I. You're, you're closer to our ancient, uh, our ancient visages <laughs> than than to I Maddie's. I am twenty nine. Yeah, so. oh, that's not so bad. 
You're you're probably in the middle there. But yeah. Anyway. She's probably like, you guys are almost the same. Like anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maddie, you have a yeah. thing about your age. It's a very it's a current thing about you feeling very young. You're not really. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm finally getting old enough that people don't make fun of my age anymore. Yeah, but in I, the years of the internet like evolving and games evolving, I mean, it's two years is like a huge difference, right? Like, you know, it's like a whole console generation. It is, is a whole true. console generation. Um, I I can't tell if you're kidding, Steve, but I, no, I actually I'm not. I'm being I actually do think that two years is a really big time change in the world of video games in particular, and it I don't know it's. It's definitely a, a big change in terms of like the games industry too, because there's such a high turnover and burnout rate in, in the field too. So like, I feel like people who I n- have known for longer than two years are so rare. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, you lasted in games journalism that long? Holy crap! Anyway, I don't want to alarm also... you, but we've been doing this show for almost two years, like a year and a half. <sighs> yeah, <Jeez>. I know. <laughs> anyway, all right. So I guess let's go. So I guess while we're while we're you know still recovering from that story i guess we should go on to george's game show and then and then we can get to talking about video games but i guess yeah, this is I, still talking about just, video games and I yeah we're ta- we've been about, talking about games this while time of course we Inception. have fan fiction of games which i actually think is totally cool i love the yeah. fact that people actually get into characters that they love and make on their own stories to it i just like to bug maddie's just saying. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's 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 <laughs> worth teasing, but it's also really really cool. So yeah, of course. Shout out to everybody who does that. You're awesome. Yes, and we love anyway the people that make Georgia art fiction too. Georgia, subject us to your whims. <laughs> okay, but first we we together when we do one of and Tiff, you don't know this yet, but when we do uh, a game show, <laughs> we all have to work together to make the title song. Yeah, the chat right. is actually demanding that right now. <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> As well they should. They know the drill. Did you know no. that? When we... So, Tiff, you have to help us write a song. Did Brie give you any idea of what you were in for when you were in There no. would have been no possible way to prepare anyone for what this is, though. Oh. Okay, so what's the name of the game show, okay. Georgia? So the game show is called Video Game Crush Up. Okay. Okay. So now, usually, Tiff, the way that we do it is is Maddie sings lead, and Steve is like the backup singer, and then Bree and I beatbox. Oh, I could totally beatbox. Okay. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So, so do you think you can like lay down a beat, Tiff? So, uh, just any beat, just start it. Yeah, yeah, Maddie. Yeah. Maddie yeah, 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 yeah. We don't we don't plan anything here. No, no, no. This is entirely improvised. <laughs> okay, ready? Here, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Video game crush up. Video game crush up. Video game crush up. Yeah! <laughs> Did you just say yeah in a Mario voice, Steve? I, I, it wasn't necessarily a Mario voice. It was more of a falsetto, I think, is what you it ended up being. You better mix that up in the final cut of that song. You better mix I that. I thought it was great. Up. I thought it was great too. I'm not kidding. Somebody needs to get a hold of Jonathan Mann like post haste. And, and <laughs> he's a fan. He knows what to do. <laughs> okay, was that was that sufficiently uh, songified for you? Georgia? I already forget the melody I sang, so please don't well, make me do it again. You have to sing it out at the end. So oh no. Okay, I'll make yeah, up something else. That's okay. It'll it'll be uh, it'll be George's ringtone in a couple of days. Don't worry. I know it'll be recorded for posterity, and I'll never forget it again. But then, for Somewhere. the moment, 
for the moment. I just went in and out of my mind. (laughs) What up? Okay, so this game is called Marry, Love, Love, and Kill. Oh, okay. Wait, I thought it was called Video Game Crush Up. Now, what's happening? My my whole whole reality is shattered right now. (laughs) Well, but it is based on the notable game that is often played with real-life celebrities, which is Marry, Bonk, Kill, or whatever we want to say. Whatever you feel. Let's leave Bonk out of this, please. Okay, so the three cast of characters that you each have to choose from is Bowser, a Metroid, and GLaDOS, which is the end boss from Portal. This is the worst. (laughs) If If it was easy, then we wouldn't be playing. I didn't realize okay. I needed a piece of paper. I need to like write something down here. I, need to, like, I know, right? Like this I need to like, have like a graph. I need and to like draw some diagrams. I, yeah. do. I need like a pro con list going I, on. I doesn't, doesn't Marco have like an app for that where you can like he can Marco doesn't have like paper or pencils on his desk at all. Okay, like, okay. So we've on got the other side of the room. <laughs> can we are we working together on this? Like what are we doing? Okay. Are we it, no, it has to be individual, right? Yeah, I mean... it has to be individual. Okay. Is there okay. a way to win this? Well, there's no, no way to win really. everyone loses usually my games are always and then you're angry at me at the end because like someone does really i'm well. already angry you're gonna you're gonna talk it out of, as to why so well, see gladys so, seems like she would be difficult to be married to <laughs> yeah i mean like i feel like the first step is you figure out which person you most want to kill yeah because Bowser. that yeah really I, yeah. I, I go with glados on that one I was going to say yeah. GLaDOS, too, because, like, at least Bowser has his good days. No, you know? I think GLaDOS would be crazy wild in bed. That's true. I was so you're putting She'd GLaDOS under crazy. Yeah, but, you know, no, that's a you good don't point. have to spend a lifetime with her, right? That's, that's a true. good point. That's just true. one night. She can be know? programmed. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but she would never allow you to do that. Let's not even pretend that's an option. Yeah. It's really not. Um, well, then what's she, the third option here? The Metroid, mm-hmm. which is, like... For me, obviously Mary, because yeah. it's like the only good guy on the list. Yeah. Or good gal. Metroids <laughs> are sort of another gender. 30 seconds, and then I'm going to be asking for everyone's final answer and why. Okay. I think I'm ready. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready Go too. for it. Go, okay. Maddie. Like I said, like I said, I would marry the Metroid. Personally. I knew you would pick that. I will. Duh. That's, <laughs> that's not even you. an issue. Personally, I just don't think GLaDOS and I would be compatible even for one night. We'd argue too much. We're both too manipulative. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Bowser because I think GLaDOS I think secretly Bowser just wants somebody to kick his butt. So like you can you can go with I'll go with that. And then I'd kill GLaDOS, unfortunately, because the two of us, you know, the, the world ain't big enough for the two of us. That's how I feel about that. All right. Awesome. Somebody else go. Uh, I, Jeff. You're All up. right, so uh, I'm thinking I would probably uh, marry the Metroid, mm-hmm. and I would love Gladys, because I do love Gladys, but you don't have to spend a lot of time with Gladys when you're loving her, so that's fine. That's true. And that's I true. Would, that's um, true. I would kill Bowser, because I have spent a lot of time trying to kill Bowser and killing him <laughs> in my youth, and I just don't know if I would be able to fight the natural instinct I would have to not kill him, so that's why. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Oh, you have to kill all three of these things. Like, Eventually, in the video game. yeah. <laughs> okay. Steve. But Bowser's I, the one I think I spent the most time trying to kill. Yeah. And killing. yeah that's true. That's, you'd be that's good true. at it. It's true. You'd be he good keeps at it coming from back. The start. 
You're practiced. See, exactly. I, I would also have to marry the Metroid because the Metroid, you know, I mean, I've only played Super Metroid recently, but the Metroid, you know, follows you around and is super loyal and protective. That and, is the Metroid, too. That was one of my favorite moments. You know, it's true. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. and, and and GLaDOS and I would not get along for very long so that she would have to go. I think what you know, the first time I had mashed potatoes, that would just be the end of it. And then I, I would I don't want to hear about, you know, I just want to eat my mashed potatoes in peace. You know what I mean? I don't want to hear about what happened. <laughs> you don't want and, fun talking smack while you're eating. Yeah, I, I don't need to hear about what happened with potatoes. I just want to have my mashed potatoes and my french fries in, in, in peace. So wait, but would you bonk Gladys or, or, or no, Bowser? No, no, kill, kill Gladys. And then I guess that really? just leaves Bowser. Wow, we met, we picked the same one, yeah, Steve. I think we have so. a lot in common. So Steve, yeah. what are you going to do with, with Bowser? I, I don't even want to think about it. Okay, but yeah. I just want... No. I think it's gonna be great, whatever it is. And Gladys is like female. I, I did that for you, Steve. Just letting you she know, is. You did I know, I know. Well, I mean, hey, it's either way. That's is pretty here. spiky, though. Either you know, one is, is physically is physically a challenge. So you know. Yeah, I mean, no matter what. Okay, well, we all picked to marry the Metroid, so like, there's that no true. question there. Metroid but the only the other marriage. two remaining, like, I really can't picture either one. So whatever. That's th- this is all the fan fiction is the theme of tonight's show. Apparently, <laughs> is someone going to write a fan fiction about this? <laughs> Very frightening. But apparently, it's fanfic night here on Isometric. Oh man, the email account is going to be extra interesting this week. I can already tell. <laughs> yeah the the chat room is already casting their own votes on which people they would oh, really? pick, and it's pretty yes. hilarious. A lot of people yeah. are into Bowser. Apparently, people are so into Bowser. Yeah, well, not marrying, or at least that's not what I'm seeing. <laughs> I'm seeing some. He's ma- so spiky, though. It'd just be so uncomfortable. <laughs> well, wrote, well, but that's only on the outside. Well, then you have like the whole a- fire thing that goes along there too. That's not okay. That's not a whole but lot of fun. like, you negotiate terms before you. <laughs> you have a safe word. Yeah. <laughs> this our show is supposed to be a family show. Yes. All right. So. So I guess this is the point where we go into an ad, and I'm sure the sponsor is going to be super happy with us. Yeah, we have to say us out first. Oh, that's right. But, okay. but Maddie doesn't remember oh, okay. what she did. It's okay. Tiff um, is going to start us off with the beatbox. I'll sing something similar. <laughs> do you remember uh, the I'm name? I'm going to start again. Yep, I got it. Yeah, okay. I do remember okay. the name. Okay, ready? Yeah. <laughs> Video game crush up. Video game crush up. <laughs> that's the outro. It's a little different. It's a little more chill. It's a a riff on, you know, it's a remix. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a ballad, except it's still got a pulsing dance beat behind it, courtesy (laughs) of Tiff's beatboxing, which was excellent, by the way. Very, very good job. People want Bowser needs a safe word to be the... uh... Oh, my God. I don't think that's happening. Oh, my God. No. No. (laughs) No. Oh, that's not happening. That, that's, that's just that's, a gift for anyone who just, listens to the show. You don't have to take it to a dirty place. A safe word is a safe word. Listen, listen, chat right. room. This is a this is and not a democracy. Mark. This is a cheer tatorship. Yeah, yeah, a cheer tatorship. Or is it cheerocracy or cheer tatorship? I don't remember which one it was from. Bring I don't know on. what was you're just talking about. Too. I think it's cheerocracy. Is it cheerocracy? Is it from Bring It On? What are you quoting? Bring It On, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, oh, it on. I haven't seen that in a really long time. Yeah. Bring It On's a good movie. Yeah, it was just on television the other day. All right. I've heard so of that. anyway, Television. I guess we should take a break from this and <laughs> and tell you that this episode of Isometric is brought to you by Braintree, which is code for easy online payments. And if you are a mobile app developer, you should really take the time to check out Braintree. They're the payment solution used by companies like Uber, Airbnb, Hotel Tonight, Living Social, and Munchery. Um, they have made the payment experiences in those apps seamless and magical, and you can now add a similar experience in your app. 
Um, they have great customer service. They have simple integrations, and they get you ready to receive your payments quickly. Uh, Braintree's continuous support plus fast payouts means you'll be prepared as your company grows from your first dollar to your, billion, for, to your billionth. And Braintree gives you a full-stack payment solution. They have support for all kinds of payment types that your customers might want. They do PayPal, Apple Pay, Bitcoin, Venmo, cards, and more. And it's all with a single integration. It comes with you across all platforms. They have superior fraud protection, fantastic customer service, and fast payouts. So to learn more and to get your first $50,000 in transactions fee-free, go to BraintreePayments.com slash isometric. And thank you so much to Braintree for sponsoring uh, Isometric and all of Relay.fm. I guess we should talk about video games. Um, so there was this really interesting article that came out uh, a few days ago uh, by Jay McGonigal talking about uh, video games as a form of meditation. And she tells a story where she was um, going to a Buddhist temple in South Korea and spending time uh, with the monks there and that Buddhism typically by itself, it rejects games because they're considered a waste of time, even back in the days of the Buddha. And then the monk tells her that, of course, he plays Angry Birds on his phone every night. And so, and then she goes into a lot of discussion about flow and how games are very good about getting you into a flow state and that games are actually really useful as a tool for meditation. So Georgia, this, this seems like, uh, a, a topic that was pretty much tailor-made for you. And you've talked about flow on the show before. What did you What did you think about games as like a form of meditation? It's kind of interesting because um, I'm going to be talking about, um, I'm doing the release notes conference and I'm actually going to be talking about flow and applications and how uh, the rating of how you feel when you're in an application, the, the better the flow is when you use an application, the more chance that people will want to continue using it and the better their word of mouth will be to that application. So it's really interesting that we're discussing this article as well because flow is really cool. So flow is that feeling of calm, serene and time loss where you can get lost in a moment. And so if you are really stressed, if you're really worried about something, if you're perseverating, if you're angry, it's wonderful to do any activity, very healing for you to do any activity of which you can meet a flow-like state in it. And some games, you're not going to find flow in them, and they're probably going to be horrible games for reaching meditation and for being calm. Now, I don't see them as good at getting meditation. Flow is a little bit different because you're actively doing it. Um, breathing techniques and practicing calmness is is more meditative. And flow is something a little different where you kind of have a difference in time and space and at peace. But games where your mind is active and the, the cool part about it is that so when we're really worried and stressed out, our limbic system, the part of our brain that deals with fight, flight, sadness, and excitement is, is running. It's going really, really wild. And if you're a great way to distract yourself from that is to play a game that is a game where you cannot just let your mind wander. Like if your mind wanders in the game, you'll die. So a game where it's time sensitive, like Tetris, a game where you have to do puzzles, a game where if you pause, something bad would happen but also a game that's not exceptionally stressful and so that you have this happy feeling when you play it. So for me, it would not be a horror game. I would not get that out of it. That would be more like an excitatory response that I would have to that. 
And so, so basically, I, Shadow of Mordor is what you're saying. I do, I do get that kind of flow like zone from playing Shadow of Mordor, but I wouldn't consider it exactly for me a flow game. I can't say that I lose time and space because I'm busy calculating. It's a little bit too calculating for me. Um, but I do enjoy it. A lot of RPGs, uh, role playing games, I can get that feeling of flow where you know I just look back at the the time and like two hours have gone by and I had no clue about it. It seemed like five or ten minutes to me, and. The wonderful thing about flow activities is when you're anxious or when you're upset, your body isn't going into a healing effect. And when you hit flow, your body says, okay, there's no danger. I can go and repair. I can heal. I can cleanse. And so you're also doing more cellular repair. You're getting rid of free radicals. You're lowering your blood pressure. You're lowering your stress levels. And so that's why some games may not hit that because you're actually in- increasing your stress levels because you're so excited or happy about the game. Isn't there literally a game called Flow? Yeah, there is for the <laughs> for the PlayStation 3, yeah. 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 I think it's actually designed with that feeling in mind, although I don't know whether that particular game works for me. I I know what you're talking about, Georgia, but I feel like it's so hard for me to get to that point with a game. I, I don't know why, but it's probably because I'm incredibly tense all the time. <laughs> but well, like, also, I, you're, used to, you're used to analyzing games when you play them. You can't just let yourself just experience yeah. them, right? You're always – it's like when I watched um, the Pixar movie um, Inside Out. Like I couldn't really just enjoy it because it was like too close to my work. Oh, so you were like thinking about how it was kind of inaccurate in certain respects maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That probably wouldn't happen to me if I watched that movie, (laughs) but (laughs) yeah, I, the kinds of games that I play are definitely not the genre (laughs) that is necessary for this, but uh, I mean, I guess, are you saying that that this couldn't happen with Tetris? Cause I, there are times when I play Tetris when I kind of could, there's people that are good at it. And so it's not stressful. It just feels that good feeling when those pieces hit down and they know that they have it right. It's almost like you get into a zone. Yeah, I have had that happen for me with Tetris, for sure. But um, only on like a really good day and when I'm I'm almost not even thinking about the game and I'm just letting it happen. But yeah, and I think I even talked on this show a while ago about playing Tetris once when I was really stressed out about something or really tired and, and it was a good time to play. But I guess it's like this sounds easier than meditation to me and that's the part of it that makes me question it because I feel like people read stuff like this and they think, oh, meditation probably isn't even valuable. I can just play video games and that'll have the same effect. And I don't think that's the conclusion to draw here, right? Like it's still really valuable to do stuff like meditation, right? Meditation and flow are not the same thing. Right, right. They're similar in some respects, but they're not the same thing. Um, you, you could end up with a lot of the same things from playing a video game, if, but meditation, you're also going to be working on your breathing. Whereas in yeah. most games, you're not paying attention to that. And you get an added benefit when you're working on your breathing at the same time. You could do guided imagery, which is probably in between meditation and playing a video game. I would, I would say that that's where you, someone talks to you and tells you like a story and you, you let yourself go there and they, they tell you to slow down your breathing and what are you seeing? And, and so you're letting your body slow down. And so it's not as active as a video game would be. But they are right about it hitting a flow activity, but I think that they miss a little bit, a little bit of a misinterpretation, which many people could do between meditation and flow. Yeah. Similar, but not absolutely. the same. I guess that's my only concern with stuff like this is that people sort of overestimate 
the possible benefit of playing games to a negative yeah. extent. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, like missing I see some of the nuance of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I do think that Jane McGonigal's work is really cool and interesting, but the parts of her work where I start to differ are where I do think that for some people, this type of thing isn't going to work and then they'll try it and be frustrated that it didn't work for them. Um, that they won't be able to achieve the same type of result. But like, so that's why it's, it's tricky whenever we talk about games as a power for healing. I'm always like, well, that's not going to work for everybody. I don't know if that's just because I'm a skeptic or if you have the same reaction, Georgia. I don't know. Well, but, I, do, I do use them for some things. Like I'll use games for people when they're really anxious or they're, if they're, having, uh, they're about to have a panic attack or they're very um, worried about something. And so it's a good distraction technique. So I'll use game, gaming as a distraction technique or if someone's all alone and they play a good game or they read a good book or they watch a movie or talk on the phone with something like that works out really nicely. Um, flow, it would depend on the type of game that you like and you can get lost in. Um, but for, for meditation, I would do something a little bit different. But has anyone yeah. else felt a game that they felt like that? Like, Tiffany, have you felt a game where you hit flow in that game and it's just time and space kind of melted away? That's pretty much most games for me. I don't, it doesn't really matter what I'm doing in the game. I kind of just like forget eating. I forget I have a family. See, that's the part of it where I'm like, this isn't a healthy choice. So. Yeah, like hours go by and I'm like, just yeah. 10, more, 10 more minutes, mom. You know, <laughs> I'm not sure that's the same thing it. as flow. I'll, I'll come eat when I finish this level. Jeez. Yeah, just let me get to I can't save yet. Hold on. <laughs> there's no pause in this game how that's never been true yeah well what kinds of games what's an example of a game where that happened for you because um, tetris is like my go-to for this kind of thing but i guess like a fast-paced like um small uh i don't know how to how would you classify like something like tetris versus like a big kind of campaign game i guess right um like the little one-off like i could just sit down play tetris real quick those games don't do it for me because they're so the the gameplay is so quick and it's over um as soon as you mess up or you can restart right, it very quickly yeah. and it's all the same so i can't get into like the zen state of that i get more frustrated but for me it's more of the big campaign games or like a big wandering kind of game or a game that has like a like journey that has um a a set amount of time that you play and you can kind of just get lost in the story and forget about everything else that's going on so i guess for me it's like journey um the last of us did that to me i could play that for hours and not know that i was playing it um i've also been playing recently a lot like the long dark or um Mm. it just games that have that kind of i can get I feel like I'm watching a movie mm-hmm. that's very slow mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and gathering things <laughs> and being a hoarder and carrying too much equipment. That's true, Tiff. Yeah. I love that feeling of gathering things and like building up and yeah. Mm-hmm. Like oh, I could games. just like hoard things yes. <laughs> into yeah. like too. a base and then go out yes. and find more things and bring them all yes. back. Like I had Sim Ant. I got that feeling with Sim Ant. Yeah, any like, game oh, that does that kind yeah. of thing, you can just yeah, get that's why that's it. why like Katamari Damacy is like my go to. Oh this. Like, yeah, especially like the very last level where you have to gather up like everything in the world, and it's like yeah. it's a twenty five minute level, so you know you're going to be there for a while, and you know when you do that level enough times, it's you know I mean it at first it's kind of difficult once you're first learning it, but once you get 
through it a couple times, you kind of learn what the motions are and you start doing it automatically. And then that whole 25 minutes just becomes this really serene thing where you're just gathering up literally everything and, and we're bringing it into your Katamari. And that I used to just do that, you know, just if I needed a half an hour just to de-stress, I would just, I would just boot that up and just play through that level. And I would automatically feel better by the end of it. I mean, it's, it's hard to not feel better after playing a Katamari game. Yeah, in that's general. so true. That's a really good example. Yeah. It seems like mm-hmm. any game too, that you have to, that you work at your own pace, you know, like the, if you're a building game that you're playing, that you're constructing something and you could be as intricate or as, you know, uh, just at, as messy as you want to be. It, right. it's all it, that, that flow comes in when you get, Zen like building prisons, <laughs> building prison cells over and over. I know it can't. I have it to can't go back stop. to that game. But no, it's the same thing with like Sim City, right? Or like yes. remember the original Sim City? I could yes. sit there clicking for hours trying yes. to get that one fountain in my park because it just yeah. came up randomly, <laughs> and everything looked absolutely terrible. Like yeah. even at the time, I was like, "This doesn't look good." I really hope they update this someday. <laughs> I hope that within my lifetime, video games eventually look real because this definitely doesn't. Anyway. <laughs> I was a really critical elementary school wow. student. <laughs> well, that's why you're I, such a good journalist, though. So. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to give a really harsh review to SimCity. Pretty fun. Doesn't look good. Bad graphics. Zero out of ten. Um, yeah, no, that game is really, really fun, though. It just looked so weird. But not in a bad way. <laughs> I'm going to get angry tweets from people about saying Yeah, you're going to get all the SimCity people are going to come after you now. I know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Diablo does that too, because I mean, Diablo, once you get into it, like the gameplay doesn't really matter because you're just kind of clicking around anyway. Yeah, that's true. I feel like the examples that you guys are giving, like other than Katamari, I'm like, that wouldn't work for me. But like the examples that I've given on this show, which do cause people to tweet at me and be like, what's wrong with you? Because I've <laughs> literally said on this show that I think StarCraft is relaxing. Like I said yeah. that and people were like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I don't know. I just like the way that it all fits together. And there's only certain actions that you can perform in response to whatever's happening. And like, if I'm having a good StarCraft game, I think I am probably achieving flow because I'm acting without thinking about what I'm going to do, if that makes sense. Like I'm just operating on instinct, but I'm also not stressed out about it. I'm just like doing i don't know and and i feel that way about counter-strike too and i I talked about how i'm so familiar with the dust map that navigating it is just like walking around a living room that you're already familiar with and just looking at objects and being like oh look at these which is like something that you do in meditation except imagine that you're also killing terrorists while you do that (laughs) and then it's counter-strike a little bit further away from meditation I think this is like the quintessential Maddie Myers right here is what we're Listen, <laughs> I'm just, I feel like all of my methodology for relaxing is great and there's clearly nothing wrong with me anyway. So I don't need to meditate, right? Because I've never meditated in my life. I can just Have keep playing Garnish Shake. I haven't either and I keep meaning to try it. No, I haven't either. I'm such a high strung no, person though. No, no, Okay, wait, wait, we, I have to say it. I have to say it. So, okay. I don't like doing just meditation. I'm just thinking on my own. I, that's not great for me. It doesn't work for me, but doing, um, like a guided meditation or doing something called passive relaxation where you actually practice relax and you're listening to someone and you're doing like a, like a audio it's guided an audio. thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Those I are think I really can do that. Cool. Just falling asleep to really TV fun. count. Yeah, I mean, I would fall asleep. Yeah. No, the point of it isn't to fall asleep, though, right? You're supposed to kind of just chill. You're not supposed chill. to fall asleep, but if you fall asleep, that's fine. 
because you're at the, the now you've reached the utmost of, of being relaxed. If you're relaxed enough to fall asleep, you're pretty relaxed. Yeah, you know, You're not practicing true. teaching your body to relax. And that's one of the coolest things that you do with meditation is that you can start to hit uh, zone-like levels when you're feeling anxious just by telling your body to be more calm. And so you can actually slow down anxiety and stress by choice. That's what's the cool thing that happens when you get good at it which won't happen if you fall asleep every time, but it's still, it's still good to do it. And so you should try both of those. If you did the time machine at all, uh, that was a guided meditation. I've never done any of them. What is, what's the name of it? Guided meditation or passive relaxation. Okay. And are there any that you recommend in particular or just any old one will do? look them up on YouTube, see one that's short. You want to start with something that's really, really short. I actually just start, when I teach people, I teach them to just do, um, just practice taking one slow, deep breath. So you just breathe in, you hold it, and then you slowly and deeply breathe out and relax. I'm relaxed already just listening to you talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I need to do it. I think I, I think you can do it, and you got it. You got it unlocked. <laughs> I'm really glad you have it down, Georgia, because it means I don't need to worry about it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'll try it. It's one of those things. It's like, oh, you always say you're going to do it and then you then you don't. But, and, you know. And yeah, it's like you always mean to and then and then you never really get around so to it. It's so good for healing and it's so good yeah. for your white blood count. It's um, it, anyways, I'm not I'm not going to go into the no, entire And you told me back when I told you that I was getting evaluated for ADD, you told me to, yes. to try that too. And I yes. ignored you. But it's just it's, hard to remember. You have to like stick like yeah. a paper that says like slow deep breath or have something that reminds you because that's the thing is that people are like, well, I wasn't anxious today. You're not supposed to practice this when you're anxious. You're supposed to practice this when you're not so that when you're anxious, you've already mastered the skill and your body will naturally go into calm and relaxed instead of I'm hepped up and stressed and I can't handle life. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> like working out. So you work out so that then when you have to lift a car to save somebody, you're like already ready. Right. That, that is a, that is a good point. Yes. I mean, also adrenaline would help you anyway. So it, it yeah. sounds like I still don't even need to work out. And a anyway. jack. A jack would help too. <laughs> Interestingly enough, if you train and work out though, you won't feel stress and anxiety as much. I, yeah, I do work out. So your body says I'm you're tough and awesome. I don't need to send out all the troops. Yeah. Although... Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to psychoanalyze myself on this show, but yeah, I I think that even though I do actually work out a lot, I would probably still benefit from meditation for real. Oh, yeah. It's actually part of the set. You can't, like, I, I make my people come in and you have to do the exercise, the breathing, the, like, you have to try all of them. And if you, one doesn't work for you, that's great. But you're doing them all, you're going to get the best benefit. Cool. Okay. Well, I guess if we're going to, you know, have mon- have time and money for all of those meditation sessions, we need to save our listeners some money. So, uh, <laughs> so we can tell you that this episode of Isometric is also brought to you by Ting. And Ting is a mobile phone service that is here to save you money. And yes, seriously, that's their goal is to save you money. Uh, you're probably going to get yourself a new iPhone because everybody's getting themselves a new iPhone. And you should go – while you're doing that, you're already changing your service possibly anyway, and you can go take a look at Ting. Uh, you can go to isometric.ting.com and see how much you could be saving. And you'll also, by going to that URL, you'll get $25 off your first device or your first credit for service. Um, they are in the U.S. They are on both CDMA and GSM networks, and there aren't any contracts. There are no overage fees. 
You don't need to worry about how much you're using it. And they're the first one that will let you have different devices on different networks all on the same account, which is pretty cool. So, and 80% of the phones the last few years can be brought over. So if you're listening to the show, you probably have a phone that can go over to Ting and you can check on their site to see if you can do it. Um, an average monthly bill on Ting is just $23 a month, which is wow. ridiculous. Wow. So, and you just pay for what you use. If you don't use it as much, you don't pay as much and you can keep track of everything through their, their control panel online. And, and they will even help pay up to 25% of your termination fee if you're stuck in a contract and want to switch to them. So you're, you're out of excuses. You're just, <laughs> you're just going to go over to isometric.ting.com where you'll double check you can switch your device or if you're looking to buy something new you can see what they what they offer if you're looking to upgrade and then once you're decided they'll walk you through everything and get you all set up and port over your number and you don't have to worry about anything and once you're all set you'll you just start using it they'll break down your usage by minutes messages and megabytes and at the end of the month, you'll get a bill that's just based on your usage, easy peasy. So as a special offer for listeners of this show, you'll get $25 off select devices or $25 off a Ting credit by signing up at isometric.ting.com. So go today and see how much money you can save with Ting. And thank you so much to Ting for sponsor- for sponsoring Isometric and all of Relay.fm. Awesome. Yeah. We'll move on to, from meditation to uh, <laughs> nostalgia. And so there's this... Uh, this Indiegogo campaign that launched this week for this console called the Retro VGS, which is a new console that is going to run indie games that are made today, except that the difference is that it's going to run entirely off of cartridges. So very similar to it's actually looks like an Atari Jaguar, I think on purpose, because that's what it's supposed to kind of evoke and they're looking for about two million dollars to make the version that's just going to run the new games on cartridges and i think if they raise four million dollars then they'll be able to emulate some of the older systems as well so it it's kind of we've we've seen some of these consoles get try to get kick-started or you know or crowdfunded before and none of them have really taken off but we've also been seeing a lot of things around archival and uh, just today as we're recording this, there was a kerfuffle with Bioshock on uh, the iOS app store where they pulled it down and then it was not clear if they were actually taking it down permanently. And then apparently they said that they ha- it wasn't working on iOS nine and they needed to pull it down to fix it. But it was a kind of a scare when they took that down from the store. And there's something to be said for games that can't be pulled off and you know that you'll have access to, so what do you, what do you all think? Is there a need for this, and is there a room in the market for another console that is a throwback to like twenty years ago when everything was on cartridges because they had to be? This is just making me think about the Ouya and feel really sad about the <laughs> the Ouya in my living room. You have I an Ouya? honestly. I I do have an Ouya. Did, not, did you guys not know that? No, no. I, I'm sure I talked about it on the show before. Yeah, I have an Ouya. What's an um, Ouya? Oh, it's a it's another alternative console that was uh, built um, over a year ago uh, before we before we started doing this show, and it was kickstarted, and a lot of people were like, "It'll never work," and How it's it's really Ouya? tiny. O U Y A. O U Y A. It's built off O-U-Y-A. of Android. O-U-Y-A. So, yeah, it is. Um, although it doesn't really, I, I don't have an Android device besides that one. Um, and I, it just, 
it's it has specific games that are only for that. It's a console, but it's it's very very tiny and adorable, and it was independently created, and oh, a lot beautiful. of people really hated it because it had a lot of problems, mostly to do with the fact that it had such a small development team. But at the time. Um, I wrote this article for Paste. Again, I think this was actually before we were doing the show, so that's probably part of why I never talked about it on here. But um, I wrote this article where I was like really hopeful about the Ouya, and I was like, it would be so cool if there were more independent people developing hardware because it's a really hard market to break into, but it's also um, it's really difficult to do for obvious reasons if you're not a massive company because there are just so many cost concerns when it, when you're making hardware that bigger companies just they have more funding to trial and error a lot of the problems that the Ouya had. Like the first run of controllers, some of them just didn't work properly. Like the faceplates would fall off, just stuff like that. Um, and, and they like had to refund people's money and send out new controllers and stuff. And it was just this whole rigmarole. So anyway, I, I was thinking about that a lot while I, was, while I was looking at this. It's not even that I think it's a bad idea. And I, actually stuff like this... I think is needed because I feel like there is a monopoly on hardware devices and I, I don't think that's a good thing. I, I don't think any monopoly is a good thing and it would be cool to see more independent hardware being made. That's just a blanket opinion that I have. But the Ouya really super duper failed and uh, like failed in a pretty devastating way. Like they're not even going to be updating it at all anymore. It's just going to slowly die. No, Razer's so, just rolling them into whatever thing yeah. they're selling in China now. And they just bought well, them Yeah, the and like the actual object of the Ouya that exists in my home will just become a piece of plastic eventually. Like it will no longer even work, I think, um, because they're going to just stop updating it. So... I don't know how long it's going to last. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's just sad. I, I That's like the sad version of what could happen to something like this. But concept-wise, I don't think it's bad. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about it? So, Tiff, what do you, is this something that, you know, you would ever consider? Is this something, you know, that would take you back to your roots that you'd want to go back to cartridges or... Well, I don't know. I I looked. I watched the videos and stuff, and they showed some of the new games that they had planned for this, and... I I guess I feel like maybe it's too soon <laughs> to make it super cool for me because I've enjoyed growing up through having console games and we pretty much in our house had almost all of them while I was a kid because my dad really liked playing them. So we had, you know, Nintendo, NES, like all of them and Sega, like we just had them. So and we still have them. Marco, when we first started dating, actually daisy chained all of them together at my oh parents my house and so we can play <laughs> all of them wow. it's a, it's amazing we thought it was because we used to like just go in the back and be pulling out all the cables and plugging the next one in if we wanted to change but he set it all up so we could do it all but so, <laughs> and they were like keep this guy he yeah, seems like brothers really like, got it this together this guy's amazing yeah, definitely <laughs> you need to propose to him right now <laughs> yeah, my brother <laughs> fell in love at that moment i think <laughs> and um so I have access to all of that like old hardware and the games and the cartridges and the I guess the frustration dealing with them when they don't work you know blowing in them and all, I just remember doing all that stuff and seeing all it now with the new games like I guess I'm I like the development where games are going and I like the the changes that are being made and the advancement in graphics and everything so I don't have that need to want uh kind of like you know 
what a is throwback it? How, yeah a throwback. i mean how many bits are these games gonna be like you know so i don't feel the need for it yet especially because all the old consoles still work like you can get like almost anything that you want if you're talking about emulating games um and you want to play it on the hardware i mean there's nothing like playing a game the way it was originally intended with the original controller it was intended to play with you know what i mean emulating a game with a different controller gives you a completely different experience it's not even close to as cool no and it doesn't feel the same you're like you have the muscle memory how to play Mm -hmm. and it's like when you put it on a different controller you're not as good at it so it's frustrating but yeah but this isn't just emulation stuff too right oh no it's all the new stuff that they're gonna bring out and i think that it's i i liked what they talked about in the article where they said that you can actually have a physical something instead of a game that's downloaded that you know when the game when the developers make these games for the cartridges that they're going to be complete you know like that's it it's on the cartridge there's no updates there's no this there's not like that's it you got the game you play it and you're done um there is something nice about that and kind of brings you home a little bit but at the same time i think uh most people really like the modern conveniences of updated games and all that that's true yeah but i guess i don't know how they're going to how they're going to guarantee that. I mean, even the old games, some of them did have like game breaking bugs or they had things in them that they couldn't patch. And then you were just stuck with it. Yeah. And then you knew like the controller shortcuts to like get to the secret screen (laughs) that like screwed up the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could, or you could, you know, just keep hitting pause with the elect beam and Mega Man one and just blow through the entire game. And isn't that part of winning though? Well, it (laughs) is is so freaking difficult that you kind of need it in order to get through, but that's a feature. (laughs) That's not a bug. It's a feature. But it's finding the bugs that's part of right, the game. Right. Yeah. The first person that got to find the bugs that was like the coolest person in your group. Yeah. I, um, I mean I guess I I guess I have some sympathy though, because I mean I have a copy of Marvel vs. Capcom Origins on my PS3 that if anything happens to my PS3, I'm never gonna have it again because they pulled that down from the store. And there's no way to get that game because it was only sold digitally. So I guess there's something to that, but at the same time, I don't know that I want to like the whole reason that I've kind of enjoyed going digital is to not have that clutter all over my house and just, you know, I have kids who kind of leave stuff around and I don't know that I want to necessarily go back there and have to worry about losing a game and not being able to find it again. Well, cartridges I mean, are pretty indestructible. Yeah. Oh, you, mean, you've, you've not met my children. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but so, George, I mean, Georgia, you you built like a whole arcade in your basement. I mean, so what was your... Is this something that would fit into that? I mean, I know it wouldn't fit into your main cabinet, but. No, Um, I, you know, the reason like I have like uh, I'm looking down and I have my old PlayStation, my old Xbox, my Nintendo, my Nintendo 64. um, And and so we have the old consoles, which is kind of cool because it's retro. I don't see that feeling of having a system that would play old games or like like indie games on it that would be hard that would be a want for me because like it's it, they do take up a lot of space and we're trying to be more economical with what we choose to create and make and how we deal with it and so i like the fact that i can just have things that are also on my computer and they take up no space and if there's a bug they can be updated and if i'm done all the levels they can have another level to it which i actually think is a wonderful thing and so I don't think that even though I have like, you know, right now in front of me like six different 
old consoles, I wouldn't want to have one to play my indie games or all of my Steam games on. And I don't think that that there would be a huge pull for that because of the excess, there would be an increased cost. There's maintenance, there's shipping, and that's all money. And I think that in the end, people want to spend less money and get more games instead of getting less games and spending more money. Yeah. I mean, this seems more like the way that people feel about vinyl records, like not in a bad way at all. Like I think that the way that records are treated as sort of pieces of art, like the, the amount of space allotted for cover on a record is very different. And, and those are things that are changing with games now too. Like it used to be that the look of a cartridge and the design of the cartridge would matter in some way. And like, they're describing like the colors of the cartridges and stuff like read only memories is going to be a translucent purple cartridge. And it's like queer game. So that makes sense. And I'm sure it was like a a definitive choice that they made. And that's really cool. Like just little touches like that are part of what make this like a physical art object. But also that means I think that this type of project is only going to appeal to a really small subset of people who are into games being like art objects in addition to being digital experiences, like also having a physical thing. And, and I know people who collect records, who collect games, who collect certain um, types of art in, in that way for whom that type of art is really important. And like, I think that that's perhaps who this is for more so than people who want um, like a retro experience like that might be part of it I, I don't know it kind of seems like they're sort of trying to get the best of all of those worlds perhaps but they're also asking for like two million dollars so that's a lot of money to ask for something that is a pretty specialized desire and it and it probably is what they need in order to make something like this um, so I, I guess I'll be curious to see if it gets funded because I, I would be curious to see if there are this many people out there who are interested in that particular type of engaging with games. Well, listen, if the, the cartridge had like like sparkles in it and then mm-hmm. like, you know, like at the end of your bike you used to have those little tassels on your handlebars. Yes. If those came out, then I might be interested. That or would if it was gold like, like the Legend of Zelda cartridges were. I, yes. I thought of that right away when I saw the pictures. The Songbringer cartridge is going to be gold. So yeah. some of them are going to have particular designs, it sounds like. So I think that is part of it. That's cool. One thing that they need to do is that the $2 million level isn't really enough if you're going to be like vinyl. It really needs to get to the $3 million level where it can emulate other cartridges also or other systems. Because, yeah. I mean, the thing about vinyl, I actually had this conversation with Jonathan Holmes on Twitter earlier this week when I tweeted this out. And he said the exact same thing. Like, maybe it's like vinyl where people are buying vinyl See, that's why he and I are friends. Yeah. <laughs> because we say the same friggin' stuff all the time. Anyway, but the, yeah. But, yeah, but the difference between this and vinyl is that you buy a record player and it can play all your parents' old records that you inherited. Mm, or yeah. if you, you know, if you buy a record player... You can go out and get all those old records and play them the same way. This, if it doesn't play the old stuff, it's only going to be for these new games that are made for it. And that's entirely dependent on how many developers they can actually get on board. If it was also something that would let you take the collection of of NES games that I have in my basement and be able to play that on that in a way that's somewhat faithful to the original, then that would be a little bit more compelling. But if it's just going to be new games that are being made going forward, I don't know that that's going to be enough to make this thing take off. I mean, how many people clamor for a 16-bit games or, you know, low-bit games like that that are on, you know, online play now, you know, like on um, downloadable games? 
I don't think there's I that think that many. there's already like Or is there a large audience for that? I don't think there's a large audience. I think that a lot of people make games like that because the tools are available to make games like that with stuff like Game Maker and, and RPG Maker. So I think a lot of indies make games that are throwback nostalgic games. But I think that that influx in the market has caused people to be less interested in that style. Or at least that's my anecdotal experience of it. Well, that's what it seems like if they if they looked at that and they saw, you know, that would be their market, right? Because yeah, it would be but the that's game that developers, you know? Well, there's also, yeah. a, there's also a community of people that are really into restoring the old stuff and, and playing things exactly the way that they were intended. I don't know that this would solve that for them, but I mean, I've listened, I've spent some time listening to a friend of the show, Kevin Larrabee's podcast, Back in My Play, and he's, he's had people on his show who, like, restore old Nintendo entertainment systems and... You know, he's talked about the the trips that he takes over to Japan looking for rare Famicom games and, and you know, the, the prices that some of these things go for in Akabahara. And I think there's a community of those people that are really into playing these things the way that they were built. But I don't know that there's enough of them who would support something like this and who this would actually satisfy because they're really into maybe modding the old consoles to, you know, do, do output via RGB instead of instead of the RF cable or something like that, but they still want to be playing it on the original hardware the way that it was intended as much as possible. Mm. Yeah, which is not quite what this is doing. This right. is more like how people are still creating new vinyl players that are completely slick and look totally different from the old record players, but can play both old and new records. Like right. you were saying, like ideally the final product of this would be able to play old Nintendo games, but also play new cartridge-based indie games as well that are having a similar aesthetic but wouldn't even necessarily have to have a similar aesthetic as long as they could fit on the cartridge. could be any kind of game. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It's a unique problem, and I don't really know if there's an audience for it, but I, even though it doesn't appeal to me, the idea in general sounds compelling. And I'm sort of like curious about it from a bystander standpoint, if that makes sense. Like I kind of wanted to succeed because I think it's a really interesting project, but it's just not something I would ever personally buy. I just want, I just want Jonathan Holmes to get one and then I'll just <laughs> go over to his house and play it and be like, this is really cool. And then I'll go home and be like, that was a cool experience. And somebody else has that. And that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad somebody's thinking about it. I don't know that I would buy it, but I would, I'm glad that somebody is thinking in that direction, even if it's doesn't, this incarnation of it doesn't end up being successful. Yeah. It seems like a cool idea. And also I got to admit that I actually kind of like the idea of modern indie games being on a disc or cassette of some kind. Like I, I like that idea <laughs> just conceptually. Cause I think it would be cool to see what that would look like physically. I don't know why I think that's cool. I guess it's because I also feel some nostalgia deep down for like cartridges, but I'm just like, what would those look like? And, and what would it look like to have these different new games on that format and what type of art would they have? That's just cool for me to imagine personally. Yeah. Right. It's but, like when, yeah. like when a box version of shovel Knight comes out or something like that. Yeah. Has, like, like that would be really art. weird and yeah. cool to see yeah are they ever gonna do that i think they shovel are I thought, I thought i heard that they are whatever i'm mad at shovel knight they won't put a female character in their game yeah whatever they could do to delay the gender swap you know but yeah they've been delaying that forever and <laughs> it's making me just not even ugh, yeah. whatever it's making me like annoyed when people talk about shovel knight it's like the opposite of you playing counter-strike it. and getting into a zen state yes i have to go <laughs> play counter-strike in order to just enter a zen, zen state now 
Anyway. All right. So I guess we should go on to what we're playing. So uh, Tiff, you're you're a guest. So you want to if you have anything you want to talk about, you want to talk about that first. You're more than welcome. Well, actually, <laughs> so I put it on the little list that you guys have um, the games that I have been playing. But in complete honesty, I'm actually recording a podcast on Tuesday about those games. Uh, <gasps> but I'm here first, so I don't know what to do. I'm a little. Uh, just pick one. We usually only pick one for this section anyway. So Yeah, one or two. Pick whatever. whichever one you think you're not going to talk about on the other well, show. Well, that's the thing. We're talking about um, survival games in oh, general. Okay. That's like the topic. Oh. I know. I'm like, ugh, okay. So, but, we'll so, do like a teaser and tell people what the other show is so that they can listen to that. That's true. So I'm going to be on Up, Up, Down, Down. Do you guys know that one? Oh, yeah. yeah I was on, that, sh- I was on yeah. that show a few months ago, actually. Yeah, a whole bunch of everybody was on that show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So I'm glad that they're starting gonna... that up again because I think they took a break for a while. So Yeah, I haven't yeah. Um, I haven't heard it before. And then uh, uh, Alan invited me, so I was pretty like, excited oh, that's awesome. about it. So. And now, now I'm a listener, so there we go. Um, but no, I've been, so I've been playing a lot of games in preparation for that, I guess you would say. So, but my new games are, um, the long dark, don't starve prison architect, which Georgia knows all about. Oh, I do. (laughs) And I put on there the cat game because I never stopped playing the cat game. Is that the name of it? (laughs) It's a Japanese game. Oh, oh, that cat game. Yeah. the, The cats and it's. Horrible. Go ahead, explain it. Explain it. To me. Yeah. <laughs> Have you talked about this before? No, <laughs> we haven't. But I know what game it is. Okay, it's called Nico Atsume, and which I believe translates to Cat Collector, and <laughs> yeah. it's um on the iPhone, and you can download it. I believe in the American App Store. Yeah, I think so. It must be because I've seen so many screenshots on Twitter from people who would be. Oh downloading yeah, it from if the you American need help finding it, ask Darth. <laughs> they know. He knows. <laughs> um, and it's like you pretty much put food and toys out in a yard and these cats come and enjoy your food and your toys and leave you fish to buy them more food and toys and it's it, the cats are adorable they have little adorable little butts and they do funny things on the toys and you just like show up to your cat garden and you see them there and then you're like oh okay cool and then you leave and then you come back and they're gone and you just have to gather them, I guess, and make sure you've seen all the different types of cats through putting out different <laughs> types of toys. This is sounding uh. so dumb. <laughs> but once you like, when they start visiting you a lot, they give you little gifts like cats do, like dead bugs or a piece of string or something. And so what, I'm what now do you at the do point- with these gifts? You just have them. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> but now I'm obsessed. I have like four cats that haven't given me a gift and it's stressing me out. <laughs> so. And you're cats upset. Are jerks. You're upset. You're like, what is up with these? What have I not done for you lately? I know. How can I please I see people you? <laughs> uploading pictures of this and they have so many cats. Like it's absurd how many cats. Oh yeah. You, you can, can like get. expand That's your part house. Of you could redecorate. Yeah. It gets involved and it's kind of, uh, it's, it's zen then the there we go i get into my flow playing the cat game well apparently not because you're getting stressed out that the cats aren't aren't given that's back true. I, which I, is classic very, cat behavior very emotionally withholding yeah, yeah they're so withholding but you can give them little names so like i name them a whole bunch of people from the internet and <laughs> oh so it's really God. fun when i'm like that's oh. terrifying yeah. you name them like after people you know yeah totally there's this one okay. cat with like a baseball hat so i named him gruber and, <laughs> okay uh, that's so, fantastic you know, there's one that looks like a red panda so i named that one darth you know like oh, it, you so go you, you pick them all out i have a white cat that's named casey <laughs> so yeah you um 
yeah, you get you get pretty involved with these digital cats <laughs> on this. But you can just play whenever. So it's not committal. <laughs> just like a cat. Although it's... you are, you, you're pretty tied to it. You're like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, can you if you stay away too long, then does anything bad happen? No, there's Stuff no like bad blood. They, just, they just leave, you know, like a total cat would. It's just like, whatever. Right, Nothing's right. good here anymore. <laughs> They're the strays. They're like, she didn't come back to feed us. We got to go find another yeah, exactly. Another there's homeowner there's no exploit. repercussions if you um if you neglect them because yeah. they just come and go as they please. Right, like a right. Tamagotchi that dies and breaks your heart, you know. Yeah, or like Animal Crossing where it's like super depressing because the whole town is like overgrown with weeds. Animal and, Crossing is like yeah. social guilt the game. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing like that. Oh, uh, yeah. My daughter got into a fight with Mr. Rossetti the other day and it was <laughs> it was epic. Like she just kept shutting it off and then he kept coming back and lecturing her for like longer and longer every single time. Until like the point where I had to take it over and just finally save it for her. It's like this is take and it took like five minutes to get through. His, this is his why I will never play Animal Crossing. Even thinking about that stresses me out. I know, me too. Ugh. Uh, Tiff, can I ask you about Don't Starve really quickly? Because yeah. this is a game that I think I have on like at least two different platforms and I've tried to start like five times and I can't figure out like how to get past like the first couple of days. And how do you get started with this game? It's definitely the type of game that you die a lot before you Which is traumatic. This is not a flow game. (laughs) Well, I mean, I like roguelikes. Like, uh, this is my thing, right? Like, that's the type of game that I like, but I just can't. Like, usually after dying 15 or 20 times, I'll figure it out. But this one, I just just keep dying the same way over and over again. I mean, that's uh, I really haven't survived longer than 21 days. So that's 20 days longer than I've survived. <laughs> I mean, it's all about building the fire first if you want to get going. And I have to say it is ex- it's for me, it's exactly the same on uh, iOS as it is on Steam. So the gameplay and everything is identical if, uh, if you're playing it on either. I, I really find it a lot of fun on the iPad. But yeah, it's just a matter of you got to build your fire and uh, keep the ghosts away. <laughs> keep the monsters away. Just but, like life. Just like life. Yeah. It's it's definitely one of those games that the learning curve is failing yeah. a lot. And, mm. and you just have yeah. to keep going. <laughs> what if I just want a power fantasy where I feel good about myself? Then you go play Counter-Strike. Yes, yeah. I do. <laughs> uh, so, Georgia, what are you playing this week? So, there is a new Plants vs. Zombies update. And so I downloaded it. But the funniest thing is that I had deleted the game. So, I am now going to have to play through... The entire game all over again to get to the part that I haven't played. And I think I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> so I'm busy leveling up through all of the beginning levels of Plants vs. Zombies 2 all over. <laughs> Is that it? Is that all you have to say? That's it. That's all I have to say. See, I didn't okay. care for the second one yet. I played it a little bit. It's not as good as the first one. It um, seems too complicated, right? It, yeah, it's it's. It is more complicated. There's more things to do. I still find it fun. I don't find it as simplistically fun as I did the first one. But, you know, that, that I need games where I can play and drop really, really quickly. And mm-hmm. so yeah. um, that's a good one for me. Okay. So, Maddie, what are you playing this week? Um, I've been playing, well, I played and beat in a single evening a new game called We Know the Devil by AVB and some other people that I should look up. It's not just her game, but she wrote it. Um, and 
it's a visual novel, but it is sort of inspired by dating sims, but I would actually say it's more of a horror game because it's actually really, really creepy, like way creepier than I thought it was going to be because <laughs> I play this game while alone in the house, which doesn't happen to me that much anymore because Zach lives here now, but he had to go celebrate a bunch of Jewish holidays this week. So I had a lot of time by myself to play a really spooky game. And yeah, the ending of each of the story arcs um, can be kind of spooky, but not necessarily in a bad way. So I'm going to try to summarize what the game's about, although I actually think it's kind of cool to play it if you go in knowing absolutely nothing. So if you're the kind of person who likes playing text games like especially sort of spooky ones without knowing anything going in, then then just skip ahead, skip ahead. Um, but if you want to know a little bit, uh, so it's about these three teenagers who go to sort of a Christian summer camp, like sort of a Christian indoctrinations type of a summer camp. Um, not, not the good kind. Um, is there any good kind? I don't know. Um, but definitely not a good kind in this game. And it's sort of implied over the course of the game that each of them has what they've been told is the devil inside them and they have to figure out how to quash that. Um, but what you sort of learn once you play all four endings of the game is that the devil part of them could be good or evil depending on sort of your perspective. And it ended up, it ends up sort of being a metaphor for like, teen coming of age stories and like sort of figuring out who you are in a really really cool way but um so the structure of the game it's actually kind of hard to play and i had to make a chart in order to get the fourth ending which i think everybody had to do you have to like do a little bit of math so just to warn you uh <laughs> the fourth ending is the best ending but you should play the other three first um so since there's three characters uh every single time you play through the whole game uh, you you go through these different situations at camp where you have to uh, do activities with only one other person in the group of three, um, and the other person's left out. And the whole moral there is that like each time a person's left out and left to themselves, the the devil part of them will grow more and more, and then eventually uh, take them over. Um, so every time you le leave somebody out, you're like hurting them, and that's sort of illustrated via the gameplay. Uh, but in order to see all the endings, you have to leave each of the three characters out um, for one, each of the three first endings. And then for the fourth ending, if you make a chart and every time you make a decision in the game, you make sure um, to like put a ticky mark beside each person's name, essentially to make sure that you aren't leaving anybody out too many times, if that makes sense. Like you can perfectly match it up so that you are perfectly inclusive and then you get like the best ending you get the best fourth ending um and it's it's worth playing all three for sure and I, I i don't know i the first time that i played through the game i actually wasn't sure i was gonna like it at all because i was so confused about the premise and i was like i don't understand like what's wrong with these kids or like why i got this bad ending like this is really sad and scary and i don't understand what happened and i was like kind of mad but i but then when i played the second ending i was like oh, I think I'm starting to get it. And then I like kept going and the dialogue is so good that it pretty much just makes it all okay, I guess. And anyway, so I, I think it's really worth it. Hopefully I didn't spoil too much. There's there's more twists and stuff that I didn't say. So it's it's 
it's definitely worth playing, even though I did kind of spoil the central conceit about the devil part. But but I promise it's still worth it. What anyway, did, it did I like do a good job explaining that to you guys? Even understand what I mean? It sounds by, like, like parenting my kids is what it sounds like. You no, know, your kids <laughs> yes, are, not, don't have the devil inside them. Kids. Well, you know, because you know, if I if I let what, let the other two let one of them out enough times, then they get then they flip out. Yeah. yeah, but that's like a real thing, yeah, no, and it and is. that's it's kind of what the game is about. But it just illustrates it in a different way, and and it's also like. It's a metaphor for that, but there's also another metaphor on top of that in the game that I'm not going to reveal. I'll just let people figure that out for themselves because I don't want to spoil everything about the game. But it it's really, really cool. And try to stick with it, even if, like me, you play through the first one and you're like, I don't get it. Just just keep going because you'll start to get it. Anyway, that's it. Steve, what you're playing? <laughs> so you're, you're going to yell at me. Uh, Are you but... playing Street Fighter? No, no. I'm no, just kidding. You're not. No I'm, no, I'm playing the Shovel Knight expansion. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah. Well, you already bought it. I'm just mad because I said that I would buy it whenever they made the gender swap. I said that on this show. Like a year ago. Yeah. Yes. And they have never put it out. So now I'm like in a battle with myself where I'm like, <laughs> I guess I'll just never <laughs> buy Shovel Knight. Do like I said. said. Do you go to the dark side? But I mean, you already like have the game, Steve. So like, what are you going to do? Not play it? It's uh, I mean, I will, I'll say this much. I'm, I'm as annoyed as you are. Well, I'm probably not as annoyed as you are about the, the <laughs> no one is ever as annoyed this, as I am, <laughs> but I can see like how much work they put into this expansion that if they put that first in their order of that, they were doing things, even though you would think that a gender swap would not be as difficult. But if this is the level like of work be. that they're going to put into these types of things, then I can understand them like going all out with it and then maybe them taking a little bit longer because this like this is like a brand new game that they made for this expansion. So it's you you play as Plague Knight, which is one of the bosses from the original Shovel Knight game. And it's been long enough since I've played Shovel Knight that I've completely forgotten everything about playing the game. So it doesn't really I don't remember if these stages are completely new or if they're the same stages, but I'm playing through them differently. But he's he has like a completely different way that he um that he controls like instead of having like the down like like the link downward sword stab thing with the shovel and and with the shovel that he's smacking people with like plague knight throws bombs and so the way that you traverse the the levels is that if you hold down if you charge up a bomb then he'll jump into the air and then he has different ways that he'll um he'll float down afterwards and you have to kind of control him and then you'll unlock like different arcs for the bomb and different things that the bombs do when they explode and different um behaviors when you're when you're blowing yourself up into the air and it takes a lot of getting used to but it's like it's it is a completely different game and it it's really it's a fun way to play through the game having owned it and getting this for free that essentially i mean mean, not really for free because i bought it already but not having to pay anything extra for this you know, for this DLC and it's like a full on like second game that they're, they could have released this as a sequel basically. And it would have been just as, um, you know, it it would have been completely justified. So I'm, Mm. you know, I wish that they would put the stupid gender swap in already and that way we could all enjoy it. I worry that I'm the only one who still cares about it and that they're just never going to do it. Uh, they said know. they would in the Kickstarter, so hopefully they'll, they'll you know, get yeah, to everything that they said they were going to do. If it doesn't seem like a priority to their fans, then yeah. they're not going to 
do it, you know? Yeah, I know. I know. Hopefully I'm just not yeah. sure whether I should like be annoying and tweet at them because I didn't buy the game yet. So it feels really stupid to keep caring, but I can't help it. I like still feel annoyed that they promise something that they're not going to do. But they don't have my money yet, so I don't really have a right to complain. Yeah, and I'm annoyed that you can't play it because of this. Because I mean, it's it, the game itself. Yeah, is really, I might really, really like it. I don't know. I don't know. I might hate it though. So maybe you could, you could very well hate it. No it's, loss. It wouldn't be the first know. time that I gushed about something that you all hated. So you know, that would be. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. We all have very different gaming taste on this show. I think that's yeah. a good thing. So, so I've been playing that, and then I've been randomly started playing through most of Mega Man Six this week through the Mega Man Legacy Collection. So I'm. Uh, just got up to the Dr. Wily stage in that. And that's, which is good because I was starting, Mega Man 4 kind of broke my spirits a little bit that I, I, well, well, you know what it is with these games is that they're, um, like the difficulty curve is like inverted where you start out with nothing. And then the, the first eight stages are all like equal difficulty. So they get easier as you start beating bosses because you start getting the weapons and it makes it easier to get through the stages. But like the first, couple of stages are like brutally hard because of that because you just don't have anything to work with so i think that's what happened with me with Mega Man 4 but Mega Man 6 has been going a little bit better and so i'm almost done with that and i'm looking for because i never really played like the second half of the Mega Man games on the nes i played mostly one two and three i'm enjoying getting to play these games i didn't really get to spend a whole lot of time with And, and Mega Man 6 is actually a lot better than i thought it was so um i'm glad that you know these are getting preserved at least even if it's not on a fancy plastic cartridge but um, so I think we did it. We, we did, did it. Well, we have, well, we have housekeeping to go through. Um, All right. so Brie wanted us, wanted uh, us to mention that she has an article in, um, index on censorship magazine on, um, what it was like, uh, for her facing abuse and, and being doxxed during Gamergate. So we will, uh, link to that in the show notes. And then Georgia, you were on, a a, a plethora of podcasts this week. Also, you want to. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Look at all these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I was on uh, the Release Notes podcast. Um, I'm going to be talking. They're doing a conference. If you're thinking of going to a conference, if you're a developer, if you'd like to uh, see a whole bunch of developers, it's an awesome way to do it. It's a great way to network. And they have a, it's also, they're just such sweet people. So uh, they're doing a conference. It's in October. And so you can check that out at Release Notes. And they're also doing some sponsorship for App Camps for Girls, which is amazing. So please support. And I was on the Systematic podcast with Brett. It was so much fun. Uh, We also talked a lot about mental health and how do we keep healthy and different things that we're up to. And then I was on a Chromatic Life podcast, and I was with Javier, Tanya, and Matt. And I I think that we laughed the entire time. (laughs) We had so much fun. We laughed. I think that I, I made the show go exceptionally long. Uh, they also talked a lot about isometrics. So, uh, you know, Maddie, Steve, you guys have to listen. Bree, when you hear this, you have to listen to it because uh, it was really, really funny. Um, I think that they said that I was like the anchor. I sink to the bottom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean. I think it was the I think it was a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> You have to listen. You have to listen. I don't know whether I should agree or disagree then. Um, And we talked about all kinds of social stuff too. So, Georgia, I have to tell you, this is not a joke. Um, Tanya wanted me to be sure to tell you that she just bought a Wii U, so now you have to. (gasps) That's horrible, Tanya. That's horrible. I hope Tanya's playing Splatoon right now. Wait, 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 wait. After, After I agreed, I found out that Tanya 
I'm, I'm calling you out, Tanya. She was one of the people that voted. I'm going to say it. Yeah. Mecha Godzilla. Oh. Well, see, so you need to challenge her to a Splatoon duel and prove her wrong. Yeah, but in order to challenge her to a Splatoon duel, you're going to have to get a Wii U. <laughs> or she it's, automatically wins. I see. I see. Evil. I think we all win, Georgia. We all win. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Uh, so, so uh, Tiff, what, thank you again for for coming on and, thank you and so spending much. Oh, this thank time you with guys. us. Yay. Yes, you did Yay. a great job. And where can uh, where can people find BS. you in top four and everything and all the awesome stuff that you're doing? I guess they could. It's just, it still sounds so weird. They can hear me on top four, a podcast on Relay, and you can also. Oh, I'm going to be on Up Up Down Down next week. I don't know when that's releasing, but we're recording Tuesday and. Um, yeah, otherwise I'm um, about the internet, Tiffany Arment, Twitter. So there you go. Okay. And uh, as far as as our all of our stuff, you can find the show notes for the show and every show at relay.fm slash isometric or at isometricshow.com. Uh, you can rate and review the show on iTunes. That, as always, helps us out a ton, and we super appreciate it. Uh, you can send your feedback uh, but hopefully not your fan, your Bowser fanfic to uh, feedback <laughs> at isometricshow.com. Uh, we are also, as always, part of the Amazing Relay.fm network where you can find all kinds of fantastic shows about technology. You can find Top 4. You can find uh, Bree's other show, Rocket, and a whole bunch of other great shows uh, that you can listen to. And uh, as far you can follow all of us on Twitter. Uh, the show's account is at isometricshow. I am at Wicked Good. Bree is at SpaceCatGal. And Maddie, where can people find you? I'm at Samus Clone. And Georgia? You can find me on Twitter. It's at Georgia underscore Dow. And if you're dealing with anxiety and want to do it from home, you can check out anxiety-videos.com. So thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you to Braintree and Ting for sponsoring the episode. And uh, so is the show over? (laughs) (laughs) It's over! like that yes. it's yes. over <laughs> <laughs> oh we should be we like did it game over <laughs> you should do that you should do you that in exactly that dead. voice actually yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah we should just play like the mario fall we should have sound. a different death from a video game each week that would be a lot of work for steve let's make steve no, do I that do yeah. i'll do it on i'll do it on my phone <laughs> start to go high tech now oh my god okay do that next week georgia send out your tweets Bree's not here to tell us what a bad idea that is so let's just do it yeah it is such a good idea i can't leave you people alone for five minutes that's what she's gonna say when she gets back but we have two more weeks to make horrible mistakes on this show (laughs) is pretty good that's true it is i don't know would that make us give up our clean tag though (laughs) what doesn't he oh curse? God. He does, but like not really. I don't know. You know, I don't know what Apple does. Yeah. It's, they do some pretty wacky stuff. It is wild. Just F-bombs all over the place. I know. Really? Can't do that. All right. Wait, okay. Wait, I have to go. I got something here. Oh, oh. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, that was not great. <laughs> I, that.
that's I don't that's not a death noise unless no, it's like the death of it's our standards. Not. It is. <laughs> it's <laughs> Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'll I'll do a different one, but oh no, this one's too long. I I will It's too long, really? Not it's not too, like the the rest of the ending of, a death. of the show. You know, it's like those deaths that never really You just died. had like an 8-bit fart go on for like 20 <laughs> minutes. What do you mean this is too long? Yeah, what what could it possibly be at this point? <laughs> wait, wait. Let's try this one. I want to see if you guys can guess it. Uh... See, you could have made a whole game show where we try to guess different death noises played on your phone, and we all wouldn't have been able to guess any of them. Because I don't know what that other one was, and you're not even telling us. Because you you were born around the time the PS3 came out. Oh, Sonic. Yeah. Sonic losing all of his rings. There we go. Poor baby. That, but that, that wasn't that, really the death sound. That's just the him him getting hit sound. Well, the that's death what, sound was the other one. That was, was the death sound. That's what, isn't there like music that goes along with it? It's just it was just it was just. <laughs> I'm running under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> this is Listen, a professional operation here. This Georgia. is a high stakes show. <laughs> Judgment is you levied totally instantly. Totally called me out, Steve. <laughs> Where's the music, Georgia? Like I'm working under pressure here. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, you, you can prepare more for next week, and then I will. We'll, we'll see how that goes. I'll find. You something. have a whole week to find a single MP3 <laughs> of a death from a video game. That could it could take me the entire week. It could, it could, and it will. And you're going to have a whole week to do it. So that's your homework. That's your job. <laughs> that you know, a- after you buy your Wii U. Well, yeah, I mean, you've got a lot of stuff to do. Yeah. Well, we'll give you we'll give you a to do list. 